Hello, St. Paul. Welcome, welcome, welcome. I'm Pastor Tony. I'm here in the pastor's office. This is the podcast for June 2nd, Wednesday, halfway through the week, halfway back to church. And so probably a good day to begin looking at the upcoming uh, lectionary text for this week. Um, Because of the COVID restrictions we have right now, we're still only doing one of the readings in church. Uh, That's going to be the reading from Genesis today. I think I mentioned yesterday we'd probably look at all three readings today. I now know that's impossible. So I'll tell you what, we will have one up tomorrow and uh, and the next day, giving a look at the the, uh, New Testament epistle reading and the gospel reading for this week. Um, but because we are in one of my favorite parts of Scripture, um, I want to take a couple moments just to look at what we have for our, our reading for the week that we'll hear on Sunday. The first reading, the Old Testament reading that we have this Sunday, uh, lectionary 10, lectionary number 10, uh, on the second Sunday after Pentecost coming up, which is the story from Genesis about uh, the fall, uh, or portion of the fall story, really. Genesis chapter 3, verses 8 through 15. It's a familiar story. I'm going to give you the the chunk that we're going to hear first on Sunday from the New English Translation, the Net Bible. Um, I love some of the verbiage they use here, and, uh, and then we'll expand out and go from there. But before we do, let's begin uh, with a moment of prayer. The Lord be with you. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. All right, well, beginning off at verse 8, In chapter 3 of Genesis, this portion of Scripture, these first 11 chapters of Genesis, um, very familiar stories to us. Uh, For scholars, they're what's known as the primeval history. These these things that seem to be stories drawn from the earliest moments of of human accounting, um, stories that are actually shared not only in the uh, the Jewish Bible, the Old Testament, as we refer to it as, but actually in some form or another in a lot of the cultures in the Near East and even throughout the uh, the known world at that time. So there were well, there was something about these stories that transversed uh, cultures and uh, geographic bounds and areas in in a way that was really um, should be considered breakneck speed for for the year whatever it was BC when when the people were telling these stories to one another really across the world. But starting at verse eight, we have this. Then the man and his wife heard the sound of the Lord God moving about in the orchard at the breezy time of the day, and they hid. They hid from the Lord God among the trees of the orchard. But the Lord God called to the man and said to him, Where are you? The man replied, I heard you moving about in the orchard, and I was afraid because I was naked, so I hid. And the Lord God said, Who told you that you were naked? Did you eat from the tree that I commanded you not to eat from? The man said, The woman whom you gave me, She gave me some fruit from the tree, and I ate it. So the Lord God said to the woman, What is this you have done? And the woman replied, The serpent tricked me, and I ate. The Lord God said to the serpent, Because you have done this, cursed are you above all the cattle and all the living creatures of the field. On your belly you shall crawl, and dust you will eat all the days of your life. 
and I will put hostility between you and the woman and between your offspring and her offspring. You will strike your head and you will strike, I'm sorry, he will strike your head and you will strike his heel. The word of the Lord, thanks be to God. And uh, I, I think that's such an interesting um, chunk that we get here from this story. So I'll, I'll give you the fullness of chapter three here in a moment. But cutting off at this point, I, I noticed something that I don't know that I've ever really focused in on before. And that's that God has his first punishment here. God's first punishment and first address is to the serpent. And it is a, it is a scathing um, uh, really sentence that that God gives the serpent here it's it's much more comparatively than is even given to uh, to Adam and to Eve uh, which we'll get to in a minute and I wonder what this really says to us in some respects about God's understanding of evil in the world and and how through that understanding and reaction to evil that God has we should understand God's uh, reaction to us when we fail and when we fall into sin you know, I, I wonder, and I don't know if this is where we'll go Sunday, I wonder if sometimes we might even be, um, as as human beings, too readily um, at ease to dismiss the role of evil and sin and what that does to human beings. Uh, you know, we, we like to put all the onus on ourselves. As as Luther said, sort of the core of sin is is turning away from God and turning inward on ourselves, to paraphrase. And we even do that when we when we judge others or when we judge ourselves. It's all about our failure and our fault, and and that's true. And we do repent of that, and we do seek God's forgiveness when we do fail. Um, but God is also very much aware that evil is out there, and God is opposed to evil because God is good, and God's greatest opposition is not to us who are fallen. God has love for His creation even in our fallen state and seeks to redeem us. But God opposes so strongly evil. And we can kind of draw that out with God's rebuke of the snake and the serpent here in this text. And I think it's such an interesting spot for, for the lectionary to stop on this day to really, um, to really remind us of that point that God is aware of this evil and God will oppose evil. But let's, let's hear the fullness of chapter 3 because I think every little bit of scripture is always better when we hear it in, in the broader context Uh, where it's placed. So this is the fullness of chapter three. Now the serpent was shrewder than any of the wild animals that the Lord God had made. He said to the woman, is it really true that God said, you must not eat from any tree of the orchard? The woman said to the serpent, we may eat of the fruit of the trees of the orchard, but concerning the fruit of the tree that is in the middle of the orchard, God has said, you must not eat from it and you must not touch it or else you will die. The serpent said to the woman, Surely you will not die, for God knows that when you eat from it, your eyes will open, and you will be like God, knowing good from evil. When the woman saw that the tree produced fruit that was good for food, was attractive to the eye, and was desirable for making one wise, she took some of the fruit and ate it. She also gave some of it to her husband who was with her, and he ate of it. Then the eyes of both of them opened, And they knew they were naked, so they sewed fig leaves together and made coverings for themselves. Then the man and his wife heard the sound of the Lord God moving about in the orchard at the breezy time of day, and they hid from the Lord God among the trees of the orchard. But the Lord God called to the man and said to him, Where are you? The man replied, I heard you moving about in the orchard, and I was afraid because I was naked, 
so I hid. And the Lord God said, Who told you that you were naked? Did you eat from the tree that I commanded you not to eat from? The man said, The woman whom you gave me, she gave me some fruit from the tree, and I ate it. So the Lord God said to the woman, What is this you have done? And the woman replied, The serpent tricked me, and I ate. The Lord said to the serpent, Because you have done this, cursed are you above all the cattle and all the living creatures of the field. On your belly you will crawl, and dust you will eat all the days of your life. And I will put hostility between you and the woman, and between your offspring and her offspring. He will strike your head, and you will strike his heel. The woman, To the woman he said, I will greatly increase your labor pains. With pain, you will give birth to children. You will want to control your husband, but he will dominate you. And to Adam, he said, because you obeyed your wife and ate from the tree about which I commanded you, you must not eat from it. The ground is cursed because of you. It is painful toil you will eat of all the days of your life. It will produce thorns and thistles for you, but you will eat the grain of the field. By the sweat of your brow, you will eat food until you return to the ground. For out of it you were taken, for you are dust, and to dust you shall return. The man named his wife Eve, because she was the mother of all the living. And the Lord God made garments from skin for Adam and his wife and clothed them. And the Lord God said, Now that the man became like one of us, knowing good and evil, He must not be allowed to stretch out his hand and take also from the tree of life and eat and live forever. So the Lord God expelled him from the orchard in Eden to cultivate the ground from which he had been taken. When he drove the man out, he placed on the eastern side of the orchard in Eden angelic sentries who used the flame of a whirling sword to guard the way to the tree of life. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. this story of the fall, this story of something that has perfect being corrupted, um, creation never being the same again, obviously the serpent getting the condemnation that evil deserves from God, um, the woman having her relationship fractured not only with God, but with her husband, and likewise Adam's relationship fractured with Eve, and um, a peaceable life where he eat, he would eat freely from from all that was given around him as a blessing to be changed into something that was that was arduous and uh, and daunting and that they would die that they came from dirt and to dirt they shall return and the betrayal between Adam and Eve who seemingly um well Adam kind of turns on Eve first you know blaming her she made me do it she turns on the snake the snake made me do it um they both turn on God uh, both in that initial moment of eating the fruit but also um, in the sowing of fig leaves for themselves, uh, in the knowledge that they'd become naked, in, in doing that one thing that God told them not to do, to eat from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, they have, they have now ruptured their, their pure relationship with God um, through their participation in evil, through a world that's now fallen into sin, and, and through a world that we very much still live in and contend with, uh, but thanks be to God, because of Jesus, we know that the gospel promise is out there um, for us, that there will be a new a new day, a new Eden. Uh, a day will come when the goodness of the Lord and the kingdom of God in heaven shall return. And, uh, and we look forward to that day. And in the meantime, in the meantime, as we work through this post-Edenic life, 
uh, we continue to follow the way of Jesus in order not only to reveal a bit of the glory of God's kingdom to ourselves, but so much more so to make sure that it is known to the world, the world that, that so much needs it. So I will get more into Genesis, I know, coming up this Sunday, this third chapter of Genesis, the fall story. So rich, uh, so wonderful. If you get a chance before Sunday, go ahead and start um, at the uh, at the start of chapter two, going into chapter three, the second story of creation through the fall story. Really broaden out the context for yourself before we dig into it on Sunday. I'll be back tomorrow with... Uh, with the other uh, two readings that we're gonna have this Sunday, so you'll get to hear them as well. We won't hear them in church on Sunday, but the, they are the appointed readings for Sunday. And before we leave, let's hear the, um, let's hear the prayer, the appointed prayer of the day for, um, for this upcoming Sunday, and uh, listen to the words of it, reflect on the words of it. How do they relate to what we just heard here in Scripture? Let us pray. O oh God, the strength of those who hope in you be present and hear our prayers. And because in the weakness of our mortal nature, we can do nothing good without you, give us the help of your grace so that in keeping your commandments, we may please you in will and deed. Through your son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Amen and amen. Have a great day. Have a great evening, wherever it is in your day. Goodbye, and I'll talk to you tomorrow.